This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. We're going to read some verses here, and uh, I really enjoyed our reading through the Psalms. And uh, this past month, we're reading through the book of John this month. But last month, we read through the book of Psalms as a church, and uh, it really helped me and encouraged me. And uh, to be honest with you, I almost didn't do it. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to I'm going to do my own devotions, do my own thing. And I said, no, I'm going to uh, I think the Lord really just wanted me to do it. And so I, I started doing it, started reading through and I told some of the teenagers I fell behind a couple days, but then I got caught back up and um, it, it just really helped me. And, you know, a lot of the Psalms are a lot alike. You know, they, uh, they begin with some sort of trouble and turmoil, and then, and then we end praising the Lord. And um, it just really helped me. And, and um, reading through the Psalms each day was so encouraging. And uh, this Psalm in particular, um, the, the Lord really just used it to encourage me. So let's read through this Psalm, and, and then we'll um, pull some truths out of it tonight. The Bible says in Psalm 61, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Here's a psalm of David. And David has evidently come to some sort of trouble in his life. We believe that this psalm was written uh, along the time that he was uh, fleeing from his son Absalom. We read that in 2 Samuel chapter 17. And he says that his heart is overwhelmed. He says that, uh, that, that there in verse uh, number 2, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. Evidently, he is, he is gone from his, the normal comforts of his home and from the normal comforts of his worship. And he is away uh, from what he is normally, where he normally is each and every day. And he says, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And this, this rock, um, this rock was very familiar to David. David was very familiar with this rock because David was very familiar with trouble. David was very familiar with his heart being overwhelmed and uh, with his life being overtaken and, and being on the run. And he was very familiar with this rock and he remembered the rock. And when he found himself away from the comforts of his home, he got back to the rock. We know that rock to be Jesus Christ. The, the, the Bible is full of references of the rock. And we, we read a few that David said. We read in Psalm 18:2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, 
my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Psalm 1846, the Lord liveth and blessed be the, my rock and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Psalm 27, 5, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Psalm 40, verse 2, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Then in Psalm 62, 6, he is only my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. We find this rock all throughout Scripture. We find this rock in the very beginning uh, of our Bible all the way through the end. And, and the psalmist here, David, is saying, lead me to this rock. Lead me to the rock. We find this rock mentioned, Paul mentions it in 1 Corinthians, referring back uh, to the rock uh, that, that Moses smote when, and caused the water to come out. And uh, he calls that rock Jesus in 1 Corinthians. The rock. If we're honest with ourselves today, we know that we are in a, a, a time where we need something from God. We're in a time where we're, uh, people are looking for answers. Maybe you're looking for answers. Uh, maybe you're searching for something. And I think what we need as God's people is we need revival. What we need as God's people is we need to get back to the simplicity of the Christian life, and that is Jesus Christ. What we need today is not the governor to reopen our state. We need Jesus, right? And, and we are, we've been praying and we've been begging God for revival, and we need the rock. We need Jesus tonight. I believe if we're truthful with ourselves, we too often will forget the rock. We'll flee from the rock. We'll, we'll focus on everything else except for the rock. If we want revival, we must get back to the rock. David remembered... He remembered times before when he was in trouble, when he needed something, when he was desperate for something, he remembered the rock, the rock that was, that was his salvation. We are in a time of need. We are in time of need as a, as a, as a church. You know, what, you know what our church needs? Our church needs to be led back to the rock. You know what our home needs? Our, our homes need to be led back to the rock. You know what I need as a Christian in my own heart is to be led back to the rock, the rock of Jesus Christ. That's what we need tonight. We need Jesus. We need the rock. We're going to look at a few things about this rock tonight. We're not really going to go in order here. Uh, the Lord led me a little bit of a different way. But uh, number one, we see its purpose described. What's the purpose of this rock? Look in verse number three. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. The purpose of this rock. Notice these words. Uh, look in verse number three. For thou hast been a shelter for me. In verse number four, he's saying, so therefore I will abide in thy tabernacle. He says, thou hast heard. Thou hast given Thou wilt prolong. So he's remembering some things that, that the rock has done for him. He's remembering some things that God has given him, how God has saved him from, from difficulties and, and from trials in his life. And he's remembering back. And he's saying, you've done it before and you can do it again. Spurgeon said, experience is the nurse of faith. Because we can move forward with faith because of what God has done in the past. God is faithful 
And God is, God is righteous. God is always there. To, uh, so we see the purpose is described. Number one, we see that it was, uh, it's saving rock. Notice the position that David finds himself in. David is in a place where he needs saving. He's in a place where he cannot save himself. He's in a place where he needs something higher than he is to pull him out. He needed saving from the enemy. He was being chased and surrounded by hundreds of men trying to kill him. It seemed that he was in a hopeless and a helpless situation. This was a situation in which he needed someone to save him. It was out of his control. He had finally come to a place once again where he could not do anything on his own, where he could not save himself on his own. There must be a time in our life where we come to this place in our life, where we see that we cannot save ourselves. There's nothing else that we can do. We must have the saving of the rock. We too need a Savior. Not only is it Savior, uh, but it's a shelter. It's a shelter for thou has been a shelter for me. This word is translated uh, a few different ways. One way that, that this particular word is translated is hope. We see in Jeremiah 17, 17, it's translated the same as thou art my hope in the day of evil. My hope, it's a shelter. It's giving us some hope. It's giving us some assurance, something to hold on to. Not only is it a shelter, but it's also a strong tower. And a strong tower from the enemy it's large, it's stout, it's, uh, again, this is in opposition to David's enemy. So compared to his enemy, this is something that is large, something that is strong, and God is so much stronger than whatever it is we're facing today. And then we see that it's sustaining. It's sustaining. Verse uh, number 7, O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. For a rock to have the ability to protect us, it must be a strong rock. It's, it's preserving. In verse number 6, that will prolong the king's life. This rock sustains us. But then moving on, look at uh, number 2, our plea of desperation. Verse number 1, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. We see our nature. Our nature is uh, to sink low and to drift far from home. Uh, it is our nature to get distracted from the rock. It is our nature uh, to fall short of where we're supposed to be. And it's sad that we often only look at the rock when we're in an uncomfortable position. This rock, uh, we see David's plea for this rock, his plea of desperation. He's in a place where he really needs the rock. Have you ever been in a place like that in your life where you really need something, where you really need someone to come through for you? That's where David was. His nature led him to his need. Hear my cry, O God. That word here is an imperative word. It's a word of urgency. He was not content with the expression of his need. He desired an audience. Pharisees rest in their prayers, but true believers desire an answer. It was not good enough for David just to pray. David needed an audience. He really needed someone to come through. Have you ever just prayed just to pray because you know you're supposed to pray? Have you ever prayed just out of, out of habit? David here was not praying out of habit. David was praying out of desperation. David needed someone to hear his prayer. David needed an answer from God. That word cry is, is a word, honestly, that, that is translated to shout. 
to sing rejoice. It's interesting that we can see triumph even in his turmoil because of the object of his faith. The object of his faith was this rock, and he knew this rock would come through. It was a substitute for speech. And I think all of us parents that have little ones know that that's true. Uh, that, that instead of speaking, sometimes they just cry out and you don't know what they need. And you're saying, speak to me, use your words. That's what my wife says. Use your words. Tell me what's wrong. David was crying out, hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayers. That word attend is a pricking of the ears. Uh, you, you can almost picture an animal as he hears something and, and he kind of lifts his head up. That's what David wants God to hear his prayer. Verse 4 shows us the heart that we should have toward the rock. uh, Look at the words, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. You see, there's a difference in being in need of something and then recognizing our need of something. If we're honest tonight, then we're all in need of something. But it's those who, who know that they need something that go to God like this. David was in need of something, and, and uh, it was evident to him that he was in need. He, he it was aware of his need, and that need drew him to God. Uh, I, I, can, I can relate this to my daughter, who is almost two. Um, uh, sometimes she doesn't always know her needs, right? She always needs mommy and daddy. Uh, but she doesn't always recognize that need. But when she does recognize that need, you don't hear the end of it, right? She asks you over and over, and if you have children, you know what I'm talking about. Um, she will, they will let you know that they have a need. And that's what David is here. David is begging God, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. David is longing for the return back home. Again, remember, he's away from home. He says, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. He was away from what was normal, away from the tabernacle uh, where he would worship God. He was away out of his comfort zone. David is longing for that return to the tabernacle. We need the rock tonight. We see the plea of desperation. Then number three, we see his position displayed. We've already read it, but look in verse number two. The end of the verse says, lead me to the rock that is where? That is higher than I. We see its height. The rock, uh, this rock must be high because a rock on our level could not save us. This rock, uh, this rock could not be at the same level as we are because it would not uh, take us from where we are to where we need to be. The picture here is of a sailor who, is, who has been shipwrecked and uh, he's out in the, in the stormy waters and he's grasping for anything that he can to pull him up out of the water and he finally finds this rock and he, 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 he puts his hands on the rock and he lifts himself up. You see this rock. What's interesting about this rock is because it is so high we must be led to it. Not only are we too weak sometimes to... Uh, to, to save ourselves or we're always weak to save ourselves but we are too weak to even get to that rock we don't just need the rock tonight we need God to lead us to the rock and that shows us the position of this rock it is higher than we are our need is not only this saving rock but our need is, is, is a being led to that rock and I think about the New Testament characters in our, in our, uh, in our Bible, the, the followers of Christ, those that were uh, led to the rock. If you look at the disciples, those who followed Jesus, uh, they all needed to be led. They could not get there on their own. You think about the fishermen uh, who were uh, too caught up in their fishing. 
You know, you think about Mary Magdalene as she was uh, possessed with demons. You think about, uh, you, the list goes on. You think about Matthew as he was uh, concerned with wealth all the way up to us today. We need the rock tonight. We don't just need the rock. We need to be led to that rock. The book of Exodus chapter 33, God told Moses not, uh, not just to get to the cleft of the rock. He says, I will put thee in the cleft of the rock. Let's allow God to lead us to the rock. Let's allow God to put us in the cleft of the rock tonight. We see its height and we see its depth. If the rock is to be stable, it is also deep, right? It does us no good to, to stand upon something that's supposed to be sturdy and it shakes and it, and it wavers. But this rock of Jesus is, is steady. It's anchored deep into the ground. It's one that will not move. It's one that will, that will remain the same when we are set on a rock, we need that rock to be steady. We need that rock to be anchored, and that rock is anchored. That rock is Jesus. We see this rock tonight. We see the plea of desperation. Let me ask you tonight, do you see your need? Do you see our need for this rock? Do you see the need for something to hold on to? You know, it's not good enough just to be, uh, just, just to cry out for this rock whenever we're in times of trouble and, and turmoil and when we're sinking, but we need this rock on a daily basis. We need this rock today. We need this rock tomorrow. Why? Because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We're not sure what the future holds. We're not sure where this is going. We're not sure what is going to happen, but our faith is not in man's decisions. Our faith is in this rock. Church, we need revival. I've been praying for revival in my heart. I've been praying for revival in our youth group. I've been praying for revival in our church. And what is revival? Revival is Jesus. Brother Scott Polly preached the message, what does revival look like? It looks like Jesus. Everything else that's in the way that doesn't look like Jesus is thrown out of the way, and revival is just simply Jesus. And that's what this rock is. Lead us, God, to this rock. Lead us to this rock that is higher than we are. Lead us to this rock that is, that is firmly planted, that is anchored low, that is stable, that is sturdy. Then number four, we see the praise it deserves. Look in verse number eight. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. We see this rock and all that this rock has done for us. We see what this rock uh, has saved us from. We see the destruction going on around us and we see the judgment that is to come and this rock saves us from it and this rock deserves our praise. This praise. Psalm 16 verse 11. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At that right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You see, David has just said in this psalm that he will abide with the Lord. And when we abide with the Lord, our praising Him is inevitable. When we are truly with the Lord, when we're truly in His presence, then we can't help but to praise Him for what He's done. We can't help but to rejoice over what He has given us and what He has done. This praise causes David to daily perform his vows. Daily. So how do you, how do you develop a, a, a strong devotional life? 
How do, you, how do you read the Bible every day? How do you pray every day? How do you spend this time every day with God? You remember what He's done for you. You remember who He is. You go back, you go back to who Christ is and what Christ has done for you and how much God loves you. And it won't be that hard to spend a little time with Him every day. The problem is, is so often we forget. Our problem is so often we, we fail to see the true saving grace that the rock provides. Scott Pauley also said, stop seeking the presence of God and acknowledge it. You know, we're praying for God to move. We're praying for God to work. And, and I certainly want that. But listen, God is working. God is moving. God, God is doing something. People are being saved. And, and as you scroll through social media, all you see, or at least all I see, is, is messages being preached and songs being sung. And, and like never before, the gospel is going forth. The, the tools that we have today, uh, God is doing something. God is working and God is using uh, the foolishness of preaching and, and gospel singing to get the job done. And God is at work and some of us are still seeking for the answers. We're seeking for something. We're seeking for something in the wrong places because God is here. Let's, let's stop seeking it and let's just acknowledge that God is present, that God is working. We need to stand in awe of who God is. Thankfully, David came to this psalm, Psalm 61, and he's been here before. Thankfully, David, when he comes here and is in his time of need, he's been to this place before. He knows that he's, he's facing difficulty. He knows he's facing something uh, that's going to tear him down, that's going to take him away. But he remembers. What does he remember? He remembers this rock. He remembers this rock that he was led to. He remembers the rock that, that God led him to. It sets his feet firmly on the ground. It reminds me of a time we were fishing one time and we were, uh, we were wading in the water. We call it biblical fishing, Brother Odom. We, we would use nets and, and fish like that. <clears throat> and we were wading in the water about waist deep. And there was, there was eight or ten of us out there wading and we had, we had our nets and, and, and bags full of uh, fish and um, we're wading out there not too far from the shore and we start to decline very quickly. We, we ran up on a sinkhole that we did not know was there. And so we start to sink, and uh, I mean, this, this, it gets deep very quickly. And, and, and what are we doing? We're, we're, we're trying to grasp onto something that's higher than we are. But we've got these nets, and we've got, uh, you know, we've got fish, and um, all these different things. There's, there's, you know, some young boys with us, and older men, and, and we're just not sure what to do. And so we've, we finally start just dropping our nets in the hole, and, and, and dropping some of the fish, and getting to the shore as quickly as possible. I'll never forget uh, my little cousin grabbed onto my brother-in-law and he's, he's grabbing for dear life and he knocks his sunglasses off and, and uh, my brother-in-law is barely staying above water himself. And uh, what is he doing? He's grabbing on something that is stronger than he is, that was higher than he was. He was looking uh, for stability. He was looking for something to keep him from sinking. Eventually we did all make it back to shore and we recovered our fish and all of our nets. Um, we were safe. But I'm thinking about David here, and, and I'm thinking about some of you. Some of you may be sinking that way. Some of you may be in this situation where your heart is overwhelmed. That word overwhelmed uh, means in a dark place or covered up. You, you can't see clearly anymore. You're not, uh, you're not seeing the things of God as clearly as you once did. Let me encourage you to pray this prayer. Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
Because we need that rock tonight. We need that stability. We need the rock of revival. We need Jesus, but we need to be led to Him. We are unable to save ourselves. God is the only one that can save us, but we are also unable to get to the rock. And God is the only one that can lead us. That's, I hope that's your prayer tonight. That is my prayer. Lord, lead me to the rock. Even, even when I don't know that I need the rock, Lord, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock today. Lead me to the rock tomorrow. Because that's where I want to be. I want to be close to the rock. I want to be close to God. I want to experience the steadiness and the sturdiness and the stability of that rock. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.